Hi, this is Miss Malaski with another edition of our LMS podcast, and I'm so happy to be here. On this edition, we have our school nurse, Mrs. Regan. So hi, Mrs. Regan. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. And so welcome to our podcast. And so we felt that we wanted to talk today about you, you know, and what you do as the school nurse, and also give some information today to those that are listening, parents that are listening about um, some policies that you kind of have to handle. So we're going to talk about medication in school. We're going to talk about the physical process in terms of physicals for sports physicals and what they have to do and help them navigate through that. So let's first start with all the stuff that you do. So you do lots of lots of things. So why don't you tell us a little bit about some of those things that you do? So my, my day will start with students coming. So every day is different. We have students coming in that maybe are ill, maybe coming back from breaking a bone. Maybe now they're on crutches. Um, so those kinds of students that we see. Sometimes um, students will have questions about sports physicals. We see those kids. So um, like I say, every day is different. That's probably the exciting part of the job is it, that it every really day is, is, really is, is different, right? It really is. We try to guess as they come in, like, what, what are you here for? Like, we, you know, as they walk in the door and they're, you know, they're checking in and we have a sign in. So they sign in and we try to guess, like, what brings you in here today? And, um, you know, get to know the students. And, um, you know, there's kids that we see every day that take medication every day. So we know, you know, when they show up that that's what they're there for. Um, but it changes. Yeah. All right. So and we do screenings in middle school. What type of health screenings do, are required? And these are things that are required I'm assuming from the state. state yes. um, and so what kind of screenings are required for our kids in seventh and eighth grade? So for all students get height, weight, and blood pressure. So then there's the biannual one. So for seventh graders, seventh graders get height, weight, blood pressure, but also scoliosis okay. and they get a hearing screening. For the eighth graders, then they get um, height, weight, and blood pressure and a vision screening. Okay, so, great. And those are all for preventative. Right. You know, to kind of get it's ahead a, of things just to make sure that we're checking in with our kids and seeing if they're okay. It's a screening. Yeah. So it's not diagnostic of anything. And if we see any deviation from normal, then we go ahead and mail out letters to parents and say, hey, you know, we had them in for a screening. This is what we saw. Yeah. You know, here's the information. And then they take, you know, the next step, take them to the doctor. Or, you know, they may, may be aware that their child is not seeing so well. They yeah. may have a, <laughs> a schedule that appointment. Yeah. I mean, I just... <laughs> I wear glasses and so my eyes are changing every year and that's why I need to get new glasses. So, I mean, that's why we all go, right, to get checked. Exactly. So you're, you're absolutely right. Those are screenings that we get um, double checked. Um, you just talked about sick visits. So kids will come in that maybe, you know, they didn't feel good in the morning. Parents, prompt, you know, like go to school, right. you know, right. you can do it, prompt them up. And then, you know, they get a little fatigued during the day. So you might see them for those types of things. Um, and then you're also, as you said, also you're administering medication. So let's go there a little bit about administering medication and the policies that are around that. Not only those are, again, state policies for medication, right. and then I guess there's district policies that kind of really are the state policies, right? I don't think they probably differentiate that right. much, but can you talk a little bit about the process for that and how, why we might administer medication here at school? So medication in school for any student in any school in New Jersey um, requires an order from the doctor. So you would go to your doctor and your doctor would say, hey, you have a history of migraines. You know, when you get a migraine, I want you to take, say, Advil. 
So the doctor would write on the paper to say, you know, under these conditions, you know, we want you to take the Advil. So when, when you get that, then the parent would send in the piece of paper from their doctor and the medication in the original bottle. Um, Ziploc bags are no good, but, you know, envelopes of pills are no good mm -hmm. in the original um, either pharmacy labeled or if it's over the counter in the original container that it comes in. So when I get that back, then we send that out to um, the school doctor. There's also a part where the parent signs in. So it's parent signature, doctor order, and then our school doctor approves that I can go ahead and give it. So, so even things like you just said, um, so there's medication that a doctor may prescribe, right? And then there is, they might also prescribe something that's over the counter. Right. And if it's an over counter drug, so they need to actually have, even though I can just go buy it at CVS, right. they can't be carrying that in their book bag. They can't have it on their person. As you said, they can't have it in a little baggie, even though we might, it might say Tylenol on it right. or the CVS brand of Tylenol or the Walgreens brand of, you know, of Tylenol, right. um, the, the generic brand. They, they still cannot have that. No students can have no any student pills can, in any form. Yeah. Any form. So that's an important piece that I think, you know, especially as kids get older, when they're able to kind of administer those right. types of things themselves, you know, they they're, they have a sore throat. So, right. you know, mom's like, all right, well, at lunchtime, don't forget, take that. You might feel better. Um, that's a no-no. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, one common thing is when they get the braces, they're sore. Yeah. That is where we run into it. Okay. Yeah. In this or age, everybody has they're braces. Getting their braces and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they have the Advil. So in those cases, then the orthodontist needs to write the order. They absolutely can take it in school, but we have to follow the rules. Yeah. Um, also after school sports, that's where kind of like, you know, they gave the medication in the morning. Um, but now they're going you know, off site to, you know, do a baseball game. Right. So they can't have it there either. They need to just come, you know, stop by, have the orders. They can stop by before they leave out. And where can they that. get these forms? Do they have to, they contact your office? Can they find these forms online? Can they like, you know, they know that their student has allergies. Mm -hmm. So that could they stock up on the allergy medicine so that they're not, you know, come uh, April 15th, they don't give you, you know, they're, they're like, oh, what do I do? I don't, I, they're calling them at home and they can't leave work to come to school. You could have it there since September. Right, right. So the forms are available online. Pretty much any district form, you know, is digital online. I do have copies. I can throw one in the mail. I can fax it to you. I can email it to you, whatever. And is you that know. on your site, on your website, it's or is it on website. the district website? It's on the district website, too. It's under the nurses tab. And okay. It's um, request to administer medication. That's the name of the, the uh, form, the actual Great. form. And um, so that's, a, you know, that's an easy thing as long as you're getting the doctor's right. stuff and the parents are signing off. It's just, pa it's paperwork, right? It's that's, paperwork. That's the main thing. So let's go to paperwork because okay. you do a lot of paperwork in the nurse's office. Um, and you have to manage every single student because we have almost 600 students, right. all their health records. And you have to do reports to the um, Mercer County Health Office, I guess it right. is and the Lawrence Township Health Office. Right. So tell us about those types of things that you're reporting and what they're telling you and giving you reports of. So for the most part, they do um, surveillance with immunizations. I know this has been in the news a lot with this measles stuff. Um, so they're just looking to make sure that the students in our school have the required immunizations to be in school. So, you know, they come and they do an audit and they, you know, look through and, make sure that everything's up to date. And it is, it's all, yep. all our records are <laughs> straight away. Our kids are good and immunized. Um, 
you know, in that regard, um, for the epidemiologists, the Mercer County epidemiologists, we send um, statistics to show they want to know what are we seeing? So are we seeing kids with fevers above 100? Are we seeing, you know, a lot of stomach aches and vomiting or and they also um, do the surveillance for attendance. So they're doing that as um, kind of to just monitor Mercer County right. health and well-being and saying what's going on in Mercer County. Right. So what are we statistical in information. What are we seeing in the hospitals? They kind of what are we seeing in the prisons? Like they kind of take all this information to see where there's large groups of people to see you know, what's going on in our county. Yeah. So, um, so we talked about health records. We talked about um, sick visits. We talked about screen. All right. So we haven't talked about sports physicals. So let's talk a little bit about sports physicals and the process of sports physicals. Okay. So this, mm -hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> so for our seventh graders, this is their first time coming in to organize sports. So there, there are a few steps. The first step is to get a sports physical. So that is a four page document, one page the parent fills out. There are three other pages that the doctor fills out. One is for special needs. For the most part, it doesn't apply. So that one's usually blank. The other part is an assessment. And then the other page will say what sports the child can participate in. So that is due well in advance of this, the sport that Yeah, they starts. can't usually bring it in. Like, I mean, they can, but we, we really prefer it prior to the season because you have to get the, the district doctor right. needs to, and the district doctor is not here every day. Right. So if you bring it in on the day that you're supposed to start, like tryouts are going to happen, most likely you're sitting out, right? Exactly. Okay. And we don't want that. We don't right. want, we don't do want that. Children. <laughs> so, um, for soccer is probably the biggest one when the school year starts. So they do soccer, field hockey, and cross country. Those start pretty much the second week of school. Like the kids are getting here and they're starting sports. Yeah. So, you know, that paperwork should be handed in by mid-August. We usually have a deadline of some sort, which it, it's flexible because it is determined by when the children get their, you know, physicals yeah. done. So if, so they fill that out. They could take the four page paper, get that filled out if they had already. So if I was in sixth grade at the time and I have my annual physical in May, but I didn't bring any of this paperwork with me, is the doctor, do they tend to make them get, take another physical or do you think I can just take my paperwork there? you know, in August, because I decided, oh, I really want to be on the soccer team in the middle school. I had my physical in May, but I didn't get the paperwork done. So pretty much insurance will only let you get one physical every 365 days. Yeah. So for the most part, doctor's office, what we do is we have you bring the document to the um, physician's office and they'll go ahead and use that May date or whenever you had it done and then we'll process it from there. Okay. And we also offer school physicals yes. here with our school doctor yes. each season, prior to each season, the school offers free physicals. We they just do. have to sign up. We have um, actually three scheduled for this summer. We have one, um, June 8th. Um, you know what? I'm not sure of the dates. I That's okay. Say so we'll, it's probably posted on the website. It's probably posted on the website. Yeah. My guess is it's probably on the athletic um, site and most likely it's on your site. It's on yes, um, the yeah. nurse's site. So those are places that they can look for that information. Every and that's where days. they can get the paperwork also. Right. Um, so that's three in the summer, but we do three also have summer. it in the school year too. So usually we do one right around Halloween time, right, you for know, the for winter the winter sports. sports. And then again in like around Valentine's day yeah. for, you know, for the spring sports. Okay, great. 
Um, and so then they get the physical paperwork and then they also have to register online yes. um, to say, yes, this is the sport that I want to get. And then do we send a confirmation that all of these paperwork is complete and done? Like, how do they know they did it right? So as soon as you finish and you hit submit, I get an email. An email comes directly to me. And at that point, then, you know, within a, a day or two of receiving it, then I'll go ahead and respond to you to say, hey, um, you know, I don't have your physical or I do have your physical. You have everything done. Everything's perfect. Or I need an update form. You know, your okay. physical's on file. You need an update form. So pretty much for every sport, they're doing an online registration. For every sport, they're going to be handing in a piece of paper, whether it's the initial four page sports physical or an update form to say nothing changed. So the update form is a one page paper that the um, parent signs to say nothing has changed. You know, we haven't broken a leg. We, yeah. we know we don't have asthma. Nothing's changed. And again, this happens all prior to each season. Each so season. I can't sign up if I want to be um, on the soccer team and basketball team in August. I'm not registering for basketball. I don't register for basketball until that, that season opens until up. Until that season opens up. And so that's an important piece. And then if I had gotten my physical and all my paperwork in for the soccer season, but I want to play basketball, I still need to submit the update form. The update form. So during the, the winter season, I don't I don't need to give a new physical update. I just need to give the update form and register. Right. All right. Yeah. I'm getting it. Okay. Um, and then there's the concussion screening. So talk to us about the concussion screening. Okay. So the concussion screening is called impact testing. We offer that in the in the summer. So basically, we'll have your your student come in, and they'll take a uh, computer generated test that's kind of showing their baseline of how their brain functions on a normal day. And they it takes about twenty to thirty minutes when they're completed. Um, then that is valid for two years. In the event that your student um, suffer some kind of head trauma, or we think they might have a concussion, or you think they might have a concussion, or they have been diagnosed with con concussion by their physician, we can do a post-test. So what the post-test will show is any neurological changes in the brain. Yeah. And then, and that's good for two years. And again, that's a requirement to be involved in sports. So they'll have to do that in high school as in well, because yes. um, it's every two years. So it, I mean, it's a good thing. It means it just to have that baseline is really important. It ab absolutely has yeah. helped. Yeah. All right. Um, is that everything that we talked about in physicals? I think so, I think right? So. And we, we've I talked about all, so we've talked about screenings. We, we go, go through this, our list again. We talked about screenings. We talked about um, physical sick time. Um, all the things that you do in terms of your paperwork. So it's a busy office. Um, let's talk about you a little bit. And why don't you tell us in terms of, there's a lot of training that goes into being a school nurse. And I know prior to being a school nurse, you worked in a hospital. And so tell us the difference between those two positions and the further training that you had to get for this job. I guess the differences between um, like an acute care setting is that for the most part, kids come to school, they're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they may break a bone here or there, or, you know, be temporarily sick, but for the most part, our kids are healthy, happy growing. In acute care setting, um, for the most part, people are sick. Yeah. So my background is oncology for the most part. Um, I worked in fusion doing chemotherapies, wow. um, a lot of blood transfusions, bone marrow biopsies, really working with very, very sick people who um, really needed help. Yeah. Really needed help. So 
So now you get to, and our kids need help too. So we're glad that you're here. So then did you have to go on? I mean, you already, were you already an RN and then had to go on and get more schooling? To be in a school-based setting, I did have to go back. So any school nurse has to have, um, in addition to have their RN license, we have to have, we have to be through the Department of Education, have a school nurse certificate. So I did have to go back. I had to, um, complete more education to do that. I had to do student teaching yeah. and, you know, because we were so it's similar to like um, being a teacher because you also have a health teacher certification right. as part of being the school right. nurse as well. And uh, I think that comes in when kids for you, cause we don't, we have a health and PE teacher. Right. So more at the elementary level, right. the nurses tend to be teaching health classes, right. but you're teaching us all the time, you know, as people come in and the kids that come into your office. And I know that, um, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago now that you guys, you and the high school nurse um, were part of a very special project of getting trained for the mindfulness piece yes. and worked with Robert Wood Johnson right. and, um, you know, and that kind of take took your teaching, you know, as kids right. come in, I know you have, um, you really try to make it a sanctuary for the kids because one, you don't feel good. Right. <laughs> they need a soft place to land. Yeah. They do. And so we're fortunate that they have you when they, to greet them and um, to treat them. So um, I know that you're using that part of your certification, right. um, even though you don't necessarily teach health classes, right. you use it every day. Individual teaching, yeah. individual teaching. Yeah. We're teaching, you know, our diabetics, you know, what right. to look for. We're, you know, teaching children that have EpiPens, um, you know, about what, what to eat and what not to eat. Yeah. And, you know, to really, they have a basis um, we just kind of reassure them, right. re-educate. You know what? I remember that we didn't get to talk about. You reminded me with the EpiPen is that we didn't talk about inhalers. Okay, inhalers. Yeah, inhalers. Okay. So it just came to my mind. I don't know why EpiPen made me think of an inhaler. But anyway, you have a form for I that. I have a form for that. Um, so students are allowed to carry their inhalers if... <laughs> If we have a form. Right. So basically your pediatrician or healthcare provider fills out what we call, it's called an asthma action plan. And it's a one page document. Basically they just check off to say, you know, they use this medication, use this medication, um, you know, in these circumstances. And there's a part where they check off, you know, the child has been instructed how to, um, how to use it, how to administer, self-administer. So absolutely. Yeah. We don't want, breathing is not optional. You're right. <laughs> absolutely. If they inhaler to breathe, we want them to have their inhaler. Exactly. And so they can have their inhaler as long as they fill out the paper. Okay, that's the bell. So our time is up with Mrs. Regan. Uh, we really appreciate her being here with us today, telling us all about the nurse's office, all the forms that we need. Um, so we appreciate Mrs. Regan. If you need to reach out to her, you can call her at 609-671-5523. That's the um, direct line to the nurse's office. And then you can also reach her at C Regan, R-E-A-G-A-N at ltps.org. All right. So that is a wrap today on our conversation. And we're looking forward to you meeting with us again soon as we bring you LMS Nation podcast. Have a great one, everybody. Bye.